let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily Jordan, and today I actually don't have Andrew with me. He is doing a Sam's Club run with the kids because we couldn't find a babysitter. But we do have Kate Matthews here with us, and she is a mother and a business owner also. Um, She started a little community on Instagram called Milk and Honey Market, and to me it's like a community and a market in the same spot. Um, so we're really excited to have you, Kate. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, Kate, can you tell us a little bit about you and your family and, um, where Milk and Honey Market kind of started? Yeah. What was inspired? Yeah. All the inspiration and passion behind that. I think the inspiration and passion started from my family. So I'm married (laughs) and we have three perfect, awesome kids. One is already in heaven and I'm so proud of him. (laughs) And, um, we just through, you know, all the life experiences I've come to love motherhood and love homemaking. And I think through that, this passion for creating a community of women who can also find like their people, Mm -hmm. um, in that, in the realm of homemaking and, and motherhood, that, passion just exploded within my own home. Um, so that's kind of where that started. Milk and Honey, the um, like tagline is a ministry for the modern homemaker. And so the name Milk and Honey just, I mean, that all goes together, wrap it up together. It is a ministry. So I seek to um, apply the gospel of Jesus Christ to homemakers and to mothers and so that they can do their job better because Jesus is at the root of all of it. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm really excited to get deeper into the topic of motherhood and being a homemaker. Um, and I think that you've done a really amazing job already at, um, tying in the, the motherhood with Jesus Christ and the gospel. And, um, I'm like word vomiting, but like, like keeping it at home and home centered, but then also like reaching out and creating more of a community and influencing other people to focus on their motherhood and focus on their relationship with Jesus Christ. So thank you for being so inspiring to us. Oh yeah. Okay. So you talked a little bit about the term modern homemaker. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Um, I mean, I think when you hear the word homemaker, doesn't Mm -hmm. that make everyone kind of cringe a little bit? Yeah, I (laughs) I think like uh, it has a negative connotation Mm -hmm. and um, the perception is maybe like negative, like homemakers are kind of looked down upon. I know I've like felt like I need to apologize when people are like, well, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, you kind of like almost feel like you have to apologize for it. You're kind Mm -hmm. of seen as like maybe even like a financial burden to your family. You're unambitious. Like it has all these negative Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand. And it's like, it's like you haven't, like you've settled or you've, Uh you never got to achieve your dream or something. Yes, absolutely. Like you didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. So with that um, perception, I just don't, I don't find that within scripture. But when we do look in Proverbs 31, that is totally the opposite. So I just wanted to read a couple um, verses right from Proverbs 31. Who can find a virtuous woman for her worth is far above rubies. So like, it's not an economic value thing. It's not like how much money you're bringing to the table. She has worth and she seeks wool and flax. She works willingly with her hands. Okay. She's industrious. Work's not a bad thing. Um, she, she also raises 
rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and a portion to her maidservants. So she's on top of it. She's on the ball. She's super mm-hmm. proactive. Um, she considers a field and buys it. Um, so she's an investor. She's smart. And it goes on. She girds herself with strength and her arms are strong. Okay, she's fit. And a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So I think kind of combining all these things together, it's just so um, backwards from, from the perception that we currently have in society. So mm-hmm. my, in my mind, a modern homemaker is like the woman who can do it all. She is the modern homemaker beca- because she is the biblical homemaker. She is um, industrious. She is strong. She is... Um, proactive and she fears the Lord. And in my mind, when you wrap all those things together, that is, um, that is the woman that I'm speaking to through milk and honey. She is the modern homemaker. She has this, um, um, like grit about her and conviction. She tunes out the messages of today that says there's no worth at being in like at home with your children. Mm -hmm. And she prioritizes her home and family. And with the Lord, she, um, sees this calling as holy and high. Yeah, that's, Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, I mean, I think back to the conversations that we have frequently when people ask, like, so, like, what does your husband do? Or they ask you, like, well, what do you do? Uh And it's really easy just because it's so, like, common in people's speech to say, like, I'm just a mom. Right. Or, like, so how would you, like, what suggestions would you have for moms that are struggling with feeling that, like, well, I'm just a mom? Well, I because think, it's not... Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, no, you're good. But it's not, to me, I mean, like, I want to tell that mom, like, hey, like, you're not just a mom. Like, motherhood is the one of the highest, most noble things you could ever do. And so it's not just this simple, just a, just a mom thing. It's glorious, yeah. glorious and amazing. Totally, yes, yeah. I think um, first it kind of comes from within and understanding, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have been called to mother and I have been like, this is like a vocation that I've chosen, not just like a default, like stay at home mom. Right. Um, so I think that starts from within and then also understanding, like, I don't think the modern homemaker is, I mean, one of the like, um, parts of the negative connotation is that like, maybe women feel like that's, they should find all of their value within the like cooking, cleaning, budgeting, mm-hmm. like all those tasks. But what a, a true modern homemaker is so much more dynamic than that. And so maybe, um, I'm not sure. I haven't really found a great answer myself. I always like regret saying I'm just mom, but mm-hmm. I like, I don't know how to say it any better than that right. either. Um, but I think understanding in yourself that you are so much more and you do so much more and you are way more than what your role is. Mm-hmm. You're like, that role doesn't really say anything about who you are. I mean, a lot about who, what you do, but not yeah. who you are, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. So sometimes it, it can be super difficult to feel like your motherhood or your homemakerhood has a lot of meaning and purpose because a lot of the times we're kind of just doing the same things yes. that to our kids, like focusing on their journey and their story to them is super exciting, but to us is not always as exciting is as the same thing for, I mean, every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what are some suggestions that you have to help us feel more meaningful and purposeful in our modern homemaker role? Um, That is such a good question. And I think all of us are on a separate, similar journey because everybody's home dynamics a little bit different. Your children are different. You are different. I think that's a little bit of the point is that it's going to look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, 
first I would encourage someone to adopt a godly mindset and work with the Lord and know that it is just as much your work as it is his work. Um, we've kind of like adopted this little phrase. It's been like the catch all thing that has helped us in parenting and like anything that's going on is the only tragedy is sin. So when the baby is up at three in the morning and you can't get them back to sleep and you want to feel frustrated, (laughs) we just know like, no, the only tragedy is sin or, um, you know, any number of things that could happen. I think it, that, it, that removes the like stress of it. Um, that removes, I don't know, some of the, like the pressure because Mm -hmm. the only true tragedy is sin. And that's truly a godly perspective and a godly mindset that if we just like take a step back. And just know, like, no, this is, like, part of the Lord's plan, and the only tragedy is sin. So I think that really helps. Um, Another thing I would um, encourage someone to do is to develop themselves Mm -hmm. because they are the homemaker, but they can be any kind of homemaker and mother that they want to be. And I think that thought can be really liberating when some people don't feel like their talents and skills can be utilized in motherhood. Mm -hmm. It's like... Oh yeah, it doesn't take any part of my brain to change a diaper. Right. Like it's not that's not like challenging or exciting or mm-hmm. there are no promotions involved in that. Yeah. Um so developing yourself, developing your talents, learning new things, finding a passion, and then applying that to motherhood in creative ways, that has been like so big for me. Mm-hmm. Um and also I think along with that developing yourself is um like paying attention to your mental health, living within a schedule that you set and making goals, like getting in the sunshine, exercising, like reading from scripture. Like mm-hmm. I know like mental health is so um I mean it plagues a lot of mothers and that can be a really, really challenging thing, like postpartum depression and anxiety and all these things it's that can add to the um, like feeling mundane and feeling mm-hmm. like this is oh, how do I find purpose and joy in this? But if you're on top of it, maybe a little bit proactive about your mental health and developing yourself, I think that makes a huge difference too. Yeah. Um, another thing I would say is to connect your work with the kingdom. So like all these things we've mentioned that are like no fun <laughs> in, in homemaking <laughs> or just um, yeah, just not what you dreamed of like not your dream job kind of um, tasks Mm -hmm. I would um, like sit down with paper if you need to and write down what talents you have and then apply them to the kingdom so I recently did this on my Instagram on on, um, milk and honey market and I asked the women like what are some of your natural talents and abilities and one you know said something like accepting revelation and I was like wow like you're like Mary like the angel appeared to her and she was like you know, never once did she question. She just said, like, be it unto me, according as you yeah. said. So I'm like, like, you have that gift just like Mary. That's so amazing. Yeah. I always thought that was such an amazing gift. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. No, I don't have that, but I'm working to develop that. <laughs> um, another said, like, gathering people, like, hostessing. And I think of, like, how the Holy Spirit gathered the nations on the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, you know, just a simple exercise of, like, okay, what am I naturally good at? And then finding traces of that through Scripture can be so empowering because it's, like, wow, like I can do big things. Like I'm just like those righteous people in the scriptures. Um, and I think that can be really empowering whenever your role feels really small too. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much because sometimes I feel like there's a disconnect between our lives right now and the ancient lives described in the scriptures. It can be a little bit challenging to feel like we can apply those things to ourselves. But when we look at our strengths and see, find where we can see them in the scriptures. Yeah. And I think like to some extent, like, I mean, it's so important that we know the scriptures, but that's not enough. Like we need to live the scriptures. And so like, like finding ourselves in them and Mm -hmm. applying those same like amazing promises and like seeing like what the Lord's hand has done and then applying that in our lives. 
that's just like, for me, that has been so liberating and like knowing the life can be so, so rich because mm-hmm. the Lord can do so much for our lives. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing those awesome tips. Yeah. Um, so I love, love, love everything about basically I, I love following you. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> fangirling a little bit, but, um, I just love how much you tie in Jesus to every single thing because really like that is the focus. He's the focus. And when we can connect our families with him, I mean, we're unstoppable, I think. And so that can sometimes um, feel difficult too, though, when we are living in like a mundane kind of every day's the same or I'm getting frustrated all the time or I... I don't feel as close as I used to be mm-hmm. to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, or I don't really have like adults to talk to. And so <laughs> I like feel like my spiritual progression is kind of non-existent or any any of those. And I know there's like a lot more different kinds of struggles spiritually that mothers and fathers go through. But how would you suggest to strengthen our relationship with Jesus Christ in those mundane moments where we feel kind of hindered or like there's some sort of a wall there. Yeah, I've totally felt that. And I could talk about this for hours. I, yeah. <laughs> I love this topic. Um, I think um, I talk to mothers a lot and I like to pick their brain mostly mm-hmm. because I love to minister to mothers. And so I want to know, like, what are your struggles? I know that mine aren't um, often unique, but sometimes, you know, just getting more perspective. Yeah. But a lot of times I hear mothers... Um, like just struggling to know how to fit God into their day mm-hmm. uh, because they're like every little thing takes a little bit of time, but you never have one big chunk of time. And then yeah. how do I, how do I really sit down and read my scriptures when it's, things are noisy or like, I only have a couple minutes to pay bills or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think mothers find it difficult to, to get into scripture. And I would think that that is like the first thing that we should do <laughs> that if you don't get anything done today, get in scripture. And it will be a good day. And I like, I know that from experience, from living both ways, from feeling like I can't do it and then from making myself do it. And like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't live without doing it, without getting in scripture. And then I feel like, I mean, I've drunk from the well and he has filled me up and I can do whatever today. And if I don't get anything else done, that's okay too. Yeah. Um, so I would say get into scripture um, daily. And I'll, there are lots of practical ways to do that. And I would um, say maybe like lower your expectations or change your idea of what your scripture study looked like because it's going to look different with kids than mm-hmm. without kids. Yeah. Um, so whether you're just like listening to scripture, like it's playing on audio while you're doing dishes or you've written a verse on your hand that you're going to ponder all day or you've left your Bible open on a table and your eyes just like glance a verse for you to think about as you've walked by, mm-hmm. I would just like think of all the creative ways you could think of just to get your mind like on the Lord and get, rest your eyes on Jesus as Paul says in Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for me has just been like the number one thing. Um, I think like is in terms of like the mundane <clears throat> life that was introduced. Like if we think all the way back to Adam and Eve, when they were cast out of the garden, the Lord said like by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. Mm-hmm. And so he made for them this mundane life. And 
Uh, in Psalms 18, it says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This mundane day, this day that we are, we're going to work and we're going to you know, scrub the floors or like wipe a messy nose or whatever it is. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice in it. Yeah. And so the, um, that's kind of like a call to return to Eden. Return to that place where the Lord takes care of us mm-hmm. and in our minds because um, we do live in a fallen world. And in the, in the mundane tasks, the Lord can still be found because we can re- our spirits can return to Eden. Mm-hmm. I think that, like that is such a like cool concept that can help us um, return. And then also, I mean, this is kind of where the name milk and honey came from. We read in scripture that um, the Lord says, "I promised you like this promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey." And he's talking about like giving his abundance to us. And this is like, unlike any relationship that we can comprehend. Like if you make bacon for breakfast, like you have to count how many pieces each person gets. Cause there's, right. you know, you just, yeah. we just don't know any relationship that is quite like our relationship with God. He wants to give us all. He's given, given mm-hmm. us all the bacon. <laughs> he's <nice>. given us, <laughs> I mean that he just, his generosity and his love for us and his like blessings, his abundance he offers it all to us. Mm-hmm. And so that is like, that's the concept of milk and honey. And I, um, I picture that for my home, like that this can be a place that flows with the Lord's abundance. Mm-hmm. So even when things feel mundane or I'm just like, I just can't like clean the microwave one more time. <laughs> like I know that the Lord can boost me up. He will give me his abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like all we have to do is ask, ask for it in prayer. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've started doing, this has been really neat is to start viewing my home as a part of my discipleship. So it is like an extension of me Mm. and involving God, like in all those mundane tasks. So like while you're in your kid's playroom, like pray over it, like Lord, watch over these children and fill their mind with good things. While you're in the kitchen, you can pray over like the table, like Lord, like open the minds of my children as they do their homework that they can understand and learn, you know, just like these simple prayers, like Mm -hmm. praying over your bills like lord let there be money for all the things that we need and help us be generous to others like a prayer over the mundane things Mm -hmm. even in gratitude like i'm so grateful that we have children to put these clothes like tiny little clothes on and even though i don't want to fold them or whatever it is (laughs) um like like lord help me in this and Mm -hmm. you know just prayers over the mundane things that has been um so neat and i feel like so much more a partner with god than um like a servant to these tiny little humans who ruin <laughs> my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the last thing is maybe kind of like similar to other concepts. Like if we just ask, it will be given to us is, um, praying for the gift of contentment, like just being content. I am so guilty of like always like excited about the next stage of life or like, you know, you wait for your baby to like crawl and then it's like, Oh, I can't wait till they stand up. You're just always excited for the next thing. Or Mm -hmm. you're like, whenever this one's in kindergarten, things are going to be a lot easier or, you know, kind of waiting for the next thing. But Um, I pray that we can be content in this part of life because that again, this is the day that the Lord has made and he will help us be glad in it and rejoice in it as we are content and he will meet us there. Mm -hmm. He won't pull us out of it, um, always, but he will meet us there and we can like with patience be content and happy and fulfilled even in the mundane. Yeah. I really like that. Me and my husband actually have this phrase that we use, it's called be rooted. And I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Love I mean, that. It's on our letter board behind us, but, um, 
and to us being rooted is it's that it's being present when it's hard to be present uh-huh. and it's just like focusing on finding the good things in the rough or mundane situations that we're in and not wishing for the next thing so yeah I like that we can all like have that mindset of being rooted or being content and being present no matter how you phrase it I think everyone feels that way uh-huh yeah for sure yeah Okay, so there have been so many good takeaways and tips and suggestions. So we're really thankful that you were able to come on with us today, Kate. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Um, before we go, though, um, I do want to share my top two things that I've gotten from um, this episode. I really loved um, the concept of being prayerful in the mundane mm-hmm. um, and to... Just the the whole concept that the Lord has given us every day. And that doesn't mean that we have to pack it jam full with like all the exciting things, but that we can, we can have that mundane and we can be grateful for it and pray over it in certain ways. And I really like that. Okay. And the second one that I really loved is that the only tragedy is sin. And I think that that was so inspiring to me because I'm a very easily frustrated person. That's one of my really big weaknesses especially right now being a student and a mom and running business, I just get really frustrated really quickly, really easily. I think all moms can really yeah. do that. <laughs> We're okay. not alone. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and I mean, I guess I'm not being super rooted because I'm always thinking like, okay, well, when I'm done with school, I'll be more patient. When I'm done with school, <laughs> when, I, when I quit this side job, then I'll be more happy or I'll be more content. Um, so I really do need to be more content in where I'm at right now. But... Um, that the only tragedy is sin, that really struck with, stuck with me because because of how quick I am to get frustrated at, over spilled milk or like yesterday Ruth spilled an entire like bag of popcorn that Hiram had all over our shag rug. And uh, <laughs> the vacuum doesn't really get to that very easily. And it's too the rug is too big for me to shake out by myself. So I'm like sitting there picking up teeny tiny pieces of popcorn. And to me, like in that moment, I'm like, what a tragedy, you know, like this is so crappy. (laughs) I don't want to be like, I have other things to do than to pick up tiny pieces of popcorn. But just coming back to that, like, hey, you know what? The only tragedy is sin. And I can accept the little imperfections that happen throughout my day and not get frustrated. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really inspiring. I think that phrase has helped me, especially with like the frustration of kids and mm-hmm. like, and just understanding like their, like even their brains, like their, how they're developing with like tantrums yeah. and knowing like, I don't know, kind of like, who am I that like my child will obey me? Like right. I want my child to obey God. And so, oh, yeah. you know, kind of projecting that, um, along to them that they know like, okay, it's okay that you're frustrated and you know, like mm-hmm. that's there that's no sin against me. I only care about your sins against God. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, just hoping that that can kind of grow with them. Mm-hmm. Hiram lately has been saying like, Mom, are you happy? Are you angry? <laughs> and so like he'll ask me in those moments and I'm like, oh like thank you. Like I'm grateful. It's embarrassing that he's asking me that. But I am grateful because he's checking me, you know? He's yeah. He's aware that like, oh, like, I think she's angry. Maybe I'll ask her. And in that moment where I'm like, oh yeah, like I am kind of angry. <laughs> I can be like, you know, I was kind of frustrated in that moment, but I'm not angry and we can still have a happy day. And so I really like that. So thank you so much for sharing all these wonderful things. You're so welcome. Um, 
can you talk to us a little bit more about your shop and any plug? I mean, this is your <laughs> this is your chance right now. Any plug you have for the Christmas season or gifting or anything like that for your shop? Sure. Um, so I have a shop because our purpose is to minister to women, and I think a really cool way to do that beyond the community on Instagram is mm-hmm. to make thoughtful products that can stand as a monument of goodness in your home so that every time you use the mug or you wear the shirt or you see the art print on the wall, you are reminded of, um, you know, what that stands for. And um, one super cool thing we're able to do because of the products is that we donate all of the profits to um, humanitarian work, to building churches, to support missionary and evangelical work, um, to print and distribute like Christ-focused study materials, including the Bible. And that's just another means of like projecting goodness into the world. So that's super exciting. That's so amazing that you've taken this and made it more of a, like a, a charity. Yeah, it, yeah, we're this not is, technically a nonprofit yet. I'm not a tax guru. We're working on however <laughs> they're mine. <laughs> supposed to be like most tax efficient or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's the whole idea. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's um, products for your home and for your hands that I I believe um, are uplifting mm-hmm. and. They complement all that is good in the home, all that you're doing to invite Christ into your home. And so that's super exciting. We do have a couple new things coming out this holiday season. And so excited to get those to you. And um, yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, I personally really, I really am like saving up to get to buy this because I'm so excited. It's the apron that you have. I love our aprons. <laughs> it's so cute. And I want to get one for me and one for Ruth because there's like a child size and like a, an adult size. And it's what do you call it the the modern homemaker tool belt? Yes, yeah. It's so cute. You'll have yeah, you'll have to see it. It has um, like a million pockets and super durable canvas, and the idea is that it could be a generational piece, and it is just gonna like carry you throughout your day. Um, mm-hmm. If you're gonna put like cleaning supplies in it or um, like pick up toy cars or whatever, it has. It's an extra set of hands. It's a like a walking um, diaper b- bag, and it's like everything you need. It's yeah. super fun. I love ours. So fun. So what is your best seller right now? The aprons. The aprons. Yeah. And specifically in the green color, which the green. was surprising green. because uh, it's kind of uh, like out there, like a green, yeah. but it's also super pretty. So not that surprising at the yeah. same time. I love green's my favorite color. So I would definitely choose that one. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for coming on and thanks being with for us. having me. Okay, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review. And one more time, can you, Kate, tell us your Instagram so people can go and follow you? Yep, it's milkandhoney.market. And your website is milkandhoney-market.com. Perfect. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye.